0: Jesus Christ is the anchor of the soul. He is our sure foundation. He is the solid rock. He is the way, the truth, and the life, and He never changes. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. When men cast off Jesus Christ, whose name in Revelation 19:13 is the Word of God, everything is adrift, but not aimlessly. No, Satan is at the helm, leading his unsuspecting dupes into the lake of fire, where, by the way he is also going. Keep in mind when you follow someone, you end up where that someone is going. The world is in a sorry state. God's moral standards, His commandments and directives have been cast off by the wisest and most influential amongst us, and hell has come home to roost. The spirit of evil gradualism prevails. There is no hope outside of repentance and faith in Christ Jesus. Without this King of glory, this champion of Golgotha, all are damned, all are lost. Have you been born again? Would you like to shake off the shackles of your sin? Would you like the power to live a glorious and eternally fulfilling life? Today is your day to participate in the greatest miracle of all time click on the further with jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of god now for today's subject god said genesis 1 -1, in the beginning god created the heaven and the earth God said, Exodus 20, verse 11, For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day, wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. God said, Genesis 5, 1 through 6, This is the book of the generations of Adam. In the day that God created man, in the likeness of God made he him. Male and female created he them, and blessed them, and called their name Adam, in the day when they were created. And Adam lived a hundred and thirty years, and begat a son in his own likeness, after his image, and called his name Seth. And the days of Adam after he had begotten Seth were eight hundred years, and he begat sons and daughters. And all the days that Adam lived were nine hundred and thirty years, and he died. And Seth lived a hundred and five years, and begat Enos. Man said, I don't know how I got here. I don't know why I'm here. Neither do I know where I'm going. But follow me anyway. Now the record. What happens when someone you trust lies to you about a matter? What happens if someone with purported expertise falsifies information? What happens when a supposed expert in a particular field of study is actually found ignorant and wrong about his area of specialty? In your mind, this individual will be discredited and will never fully recover their original status. For all the reasons mentioned above, God's Word and His account of the beginning and the age of the earth are particularly critical to the redeemed— If the Bible has lied to us numerous times in the very first chapter and in the very first book, if God has falsified information, if He has been found ignorant and His positions flat wrong, then this God is seriously stigmatized. Welcome to God Said, Man Said, feature article 747 that will once again prove the full inerrancy of Holy Writ. All of these faith-building features are archived here in text and streaming audio for the edification of the righteous and as powerful information to win the souls of the lost sons of Adam. Every Thursday, Eve, God willing, they grow by one. Thank you for coming. May God's face shine upon you with light and truth. Several excerpts from previous God Said Man Said features foundational to today's subject follow. According to research conducted by Barna, 84% of the U.S. claims to be Christian, but only 38% could confirm the statement that says, the Bible is totally accurate in all of the principles it teaches. Why all the doubt concerning biblical inerrancy? Is this doubt a result of diligent search, or is it a product of the drip, drip, drip of false science and limp-wristed ministers of unbelief? One of the most ridiculed and malign teaching of the Bible is the concept of a 6,000-year-old earth. Among confessing Christians, doubt abounds here. But why? Has science proved, not theorized, but proved the earth and the universe to be billions of years old? The short answer is no. There are over 100 scientific measurements that deliver a young earth. God Said Man Said has published over 50 features that certify a young earth that fit the parameters of God's Word. Truly, there should be no doubt concerning this matter. It was 1656 years from the day Adam opened his eyes until the flood in the days of Noah. We know this by the genealogical line laid out in the Word of God in Genesis chapter 5. For example, Genesis 5.3, And Adam lived an hundred and thirty years, and begat a son in his own likeness after his image, and called his name Seth. Adding the genealogical spans from Adam to Noah registers the date of the flood. From Adam to Christ, the scriptures lay out a redundant chronological indicators dating the age of the earth. These include genealogies, direct markers such as the years Israel spent in Egypt, the reign of kings, and sundry other indicators. Is the Bible true? Is the earth only 6,000 years old? Does extra biblical information confirm it? Microbiology's study of DNA continues to knock the pinnings out from under the theory of evolution. The following paragraphs are from the God Said, Man Said feature, a Mitochondrial DNA and a Young First Man and First Woman. Chittick continues his dissertation and goes on to quote Anne Gibbons as she wrote in the January 2, 1998 issue of Science. The title of the Gibbons article is Calibrating the Mitochondrial Clock. Chittick writes, What has been the result of further investigations since the 1988 and 1995 results were published? An interesting subsequent development has been calibration of the mitochondrial clock by using actually observed data rather than by using speculations from evolutionism. The results have shown that the clock ticks very much faster than expected, end of quote. Gibbons reports, Mitochondrial DNA appears to mutate much faster than expected and prompting new DNA forensics procedures and raising troubling questions about the dating of evolutionary events. In 1991, Russians exhumed a, Subi- a Siberian grave containing nine skeletons, thought to be the remains of the last Russian Tsar, Nicholas II, and his family in retinue, who were shot by firing squad in 1918. But two bodies were missing— So no one could be absolutely certain of the remains. And DNA testing done in 1992 expected to settle this issue quickly, instead raised a new mystery. The mystery concerned the dates relating to the clock rate. It appears that mutations occur at a much more rapid rate than had been imagined. Although there seems to be considerable debate about the cause of the faster rate, the faster rate has been verified by independent investigations. Again, Gibbon says, regardless of the cause, evolutionists are most concerned about the effect of a faster mutation rate. For example, researchers have calculated that the mitochondrial Eve, the woman whose mtDNA DNA was ancestral to uh, all living people, lived 100,000 to 200,000 years ago in Africa. Using the new clock, she could be a mere 6,000 years old. End of quote. In the September 2012 issue of Acts and Facts, science writer Brian Thomas wrote concerning the age of man and the earth under the title, A Recent Explosion of Human Diversity. Several paragraphs follow. Everyone should know that the cosmos was created. It also stands to reason that those who listen to Moses and the prophets, as Jesus said, should be able to see more specific evidence of biblical creation, including scientific discoveries. One such evidence is human genetic diversity, which leaves evolutionary history in a quagmire while confirming a straightforward interpretation of Genesis. The research team investigated the amount of diversity among today's human genes and how how long it took to reach the current amount of diversity. They concluded that human genes diversified recently. The authors wrote, The maximum likelihood time for accelerated growth was 5,500, excuse me, 5,115 years ago. This is a tiny fraction, two tenths of a percent of the 2.4 million years of human diversity that evolutionists suppose. The explosion of human genetic diversity has occurred in parallel with and because of human population growth. With each new person comes another opportunity for DNA differences to arise, either by design genetic shuffling processes or mutations. In short, why does the human genetic diversity data fit so well with biblical creation? Evolutionary theory provides no real answer to what caused the radical bottleneck in the worldwide human population at that time, whereas the Bible teaches that it was Noah's flood. This genetic study confirms Moses and the prophets— both science and scripture show that humans have multiplied and diversified within the past 5,100 years. End of quote. The headline in the December 29, 2012 issue of Science News reads, Human Diversity Recent Explosion. The subhead reads, Most genetic variation came about in the last 5,000 years. The more science looks into the invisible, the more the facts shout yes, God's Holy Bible. Keep in mind that God is invisible, and He created all of that which is out of that which is invisible. Now consider this headline from the May 2013 issue of Acts and Facts. Is Mankind Getting Dumber? Several paragraphs written by science writer Brian Thomas follow. Do today's children have lower IQs than yesterday's? Yes, according to measurements of intellectual and emotional strength gathered from different countries and contexts. The results show the same basic decline and resist the notion that public or other forms of education are to blame. Could the cause instead lie within? End of quotes. The article goes on to discuss recent discoveries by Stanford University professor Gerald Crabtree, whose research shows a marked and gradual and predictable reduction in IQ from generation to generation. The research also shows that human intellect perhaps reached a peak 2,000 to 6,000 years ago. 6,000 years ago, Adam was made in the image of likeness of God, definitely peak mental ability. In the God Said, Man Said feature Q&A, BC's Challenge, you'll find the following paragraphs published in the December 2005 issue of Acts and Facts. Dr. Russell Humphreys, professor of physics, was the first scientist to present his discoveries, sharing highlights from his research on helium diffusion that indicate that the age of the Earth is only about 6,000 years and explaining that the helium and radioactive crystals support this contention. Dr. Andrew Snelling, professor of geology, followed Dr. Humphreys, revealing his close study of radio halos. His research showed that polonium radio halos had to have formed rapidly under catastrophic conditions, and that their formation is strong evidence for accelerated decay in different periods during Earth's history. Perhaps one of the most amazing and surprising discoveries was presented by Dr. John Bumgarden, a professor of geophysics, as he reported that large amounts of carbon-14 found in coal and diamonds supports a young Earth in the biblical account of Noah's Flood. Carbon-14 is a short-lived isotope used for dating organic materials like fossils and has a half-life of only 5,730 years. So finding C-14 in diamonds as much as 100 times the detection threshold is very compelling evidence for a young Earth. Dr. Larry Vardaman, professor of atmospheric science, recapped the results of the rate research project with the following summary points and implications. Main summary points. 1. A large amount of radioactive decay has occurred. 2. Conventional uh, radioisotaped dates differ radically. 3. Nuclear processes were accelerated during certain periods of the Earth's history. 4. Helium diffusion in carbon-14 and diamonds is strong evidence for a young Earth. Implications? 1. Creation and the flood are genuine historic events. 2. The Bible is scientifically reliable. The scriptures mean exactly what they say. Dr. Jonathan Sarfati weighed in on the diamond research in his book, Refuting Compromise. He states, Thus it is powerful evidence that physical earth itself is only thousands as opposed to billions of years old, and this finding has since been confirmed by reputable laboratories on a further four diamonds, end of quote. Long-age dating techniques employed by evolutionists are continuing to collapse. Again, from Q&A, BC's challenge, you'll find the following. Standard dating techniques that are used to generate millions and billions of years of purported Earth history are not only built on the usually false premise of uniformitarianism, but their data is being turned upside down regularly. The following news release, titled Radioactive Dating Warning, was published in the periodical creation December 2005. The information was garnered from the January 2005 issue of Geology. Geologists from the UK and the USA recently warned of new pitfalls with radioactive dating. The team was led by John Davidson of the University of Durham and used equipment with improved measurement precision. They found that the basic assumptions behind one widely used and highly regarded method, mineral, uh, mineral isochrome, are invalid in many instances. Further, they found the standard test a geologists used to check the quality of the radioactive dating results could not be relied upon. End of quotes. The God Said Man Said feature, foolishness built upon foolishness equals nothing, discusses findings from Mount St. Helens, citing geologist Dr. Andrew Snelling. Dr. Snelling holds a Ph.D. in geology from the University of Sydney and has worked as a consultant research geologist in both Australia and America. Author of numerous scientific articles, Dr. Snelling is now Director of Research at Answers in Genesis USA. Dr. Snelling writes, In June 1992, a large sample was collected from the surface of one of the last lava flows, probably from the year 1986. Samples were sent to a laboratory in 1996 to be radiometrically dated using the potassium-argon method. This method measures the amount of argon atoms that presumably formed from the radioactive decay of potassium atoms in the lava after it cooled. The rock was a mere 10 years old, but the potassium-argon clock dated the rock at 350,000 years old, and the minerals within it dated at up to 2.4 million years old. These results are consistent with many reports in the literature of numerous other lava samples from around the world that have similarly yielded highly erroneous potassium-argon ages. This unquestionably demonstrates that the radioactive dating methods are fraught with difficulties that render them unreliable. If the assumptions are faulty, they can produce incorrect dates. So when we see old dates that contradict the biblical time frame, we can be certain they are based on mistaken assumptions and must be radically adjusted." End of quotes. In the April-June 2015 issue of Answers magazine, Dr. Snelling writes again in the feature, titled Dazzling Diamonds by Special Delivery, excerpts follow. The clue to the origin of diamonds is their location. Diamond deposits are found in only a few isolated locations around the world. Historically, diamonds have been found and mined in southern and central Africa, where some 49% of diamonds originate. However, today, large deposits are found in specific regions of Siberia, Canada, Australia, and Brazil. The common denominator is unique areas of particular rock types, known uh, geologically as the cratons. Cratons consist of the foundational basement rocks of the continents before they broke apart during the flood and were covered by fossil-bearing sedimentary layers. These basement rocks were likely formed back in the creation week. Diamonds apparently formed at the roots of these cratons. Why do we think this? One clue is the radioisotape markers in the diamonds that match those of the basement rocks. Based on occasional minute inclusions within them, diamonds are claimed to be 1 to 3.2 billion years old. While these uh, secular dates are wrong, the relative radioisotope dating is helpful, indicating that diamonds were formed earlier than the flood deposits. Diamond deposits are found in the two unusual host rocks that brought them from deep in the earth's interior to the surface. These host rocks are called kimberlite, Namely, after the best known and earliest mined uh, diamond deposits at Kimberley in South Africa and lamproite. The diamonds were not part of their host rocks originally. The kimberlites and lamproites were merely vehicles that transported diamonds to the surface. They rose from even deeper inside the earth and picked up the diamonds as they traveled upward. Kimberlites and lamproites are volcanic rock produced from melted molten rocks in the earth's mantle below the outer crust. These molten rocks rose up in three-dimensional shapes called pipes. These pipes look like champagne glasses, narrow at the bottom and splaying out near the surface. At depth, the pipe connects with a system of deep fractures. It is along these fractures that the molten rock forces its way upward. Kimberlites and lamproites often contain fragments of other rock types that broke off and were picked up as the molten rock rose from the earth's interior to the surface. Laboratory studies suggest that these rock fragments formed at high temperatures and pressures found in the Earth's upper mantle at the depth of 87 to 125 miles. These are the same conditions under which the mineral diamond is known to be stable. A shallower depth uh, with temperatures and pressures are, are lower, diamonds are unstable, and carbon appears as the mineral graphite. Some catastrophe in the Earth's past caused localized melting of rocks in the upper mantle, producing molten blobs of kimberlite and limperoy. Since heat causes rocks to expand, these blobs were less dense and more buoyant than the surrounding rocks. As a consequence, the molten blobs, magmas, began to rise along fractures upward toward the earth's crust. As the blobs passed through diamond-bearing zones, they picked up diamond's crystals and transported them to the crust. Although radioisotope dating is used to claim diamonds are 1 to 3.2 billion years old, diamonds also contain radiocarbon, C14, that instead dates them at thousands of years. This has been independently verified. Uniformitarianists have tried to argue that the measured C14 in the diamonds is contamination from the analytic instrument. However, the C-14 is 25 times higher than what the same instrument measures without a sample in it. So the measured C-14 is intrinsic to the diamonds, and thus they are only thousands of years old. This finding is highly significant. We have already seen that the diamonds were formed when the basement rocks formed. If the radiocarbon dating method for diamonds gives the correct age, then the basement rocks of the continents are only thousands of years old. Studies by creationists have conclusively demonstrated that radioisotope dating methods have experienced grossly accelerated decay rates, meaning the 1 to 3.2 million year dates are wrong. The C-14 locked in these diamond time capsules so hard that they cannot be contaminated correctly dates not only the diamonds, but the earth itself at only thousands of years old. It appears that God formed diamonds deep inside the earth's mantle more than 87 miles down when he laid the foundations of the earth. Radiocarbon inside these diamonds dates creation week and the rocks formed during it at only a few thousand years. Furthermore, The diamonds were transported to the earth's surface extremely rapidly by catastrophic processes. Kimberlite and lamparite magmas rapidly ascended through fossil-bearing flood deposits during the flood. Within seven to twenty hours, each stream of magma explosively formed the diamond-bearing pipes that we mine today. End of quotes. Settle it in your mind. The earth and the entire universe are just over 6,000 years old. The word of God has not nor will ever be upended by the efforts of the sons of Adam. God said Genesis 1-1, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. God said, Exodus 20, verse 11, "...for in six days the Lord made heaven and earth the sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it." God said, Genesis 5, 1 through 3, "...this is the book of the generations of Adam in the day that God created man in the likeness of God made he him. Male and female created he them, and blessed them, and called their name Adam in the day when they were created." And Adam lived an hundred and thirty years, and begat a son in his own likeness after his image, and called his name Seth. Man said, I don't know how I got here. I don't know why I'm here. Neither do I know where I'm going, but follow me anyway. Now you have the record.